All our technology switches off right this second. Hey, man. Aliens invade. What do you do? I'm good. How are you? No, um... <laughs> <laughs> Aliens invade. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, it's happening. Like, you, you, as in... Alien... Like, everything's switched off. There's brewing outside. There's big three-legged okay. walking monstrosities. I guess my, my, my main question is, is there any chance that aliens are friendly? No, they're literally vaporising everybody. Right, well, shit. I guess I would bolt for a boat. <laughs> right now, you just start running in, what, the direction of I, Melbourne? I, I, I would, yeah. Seriously, I'd head south because it's the closest port and I'd try and get out of this country. Okay. Why would you go to Melbourne, though? That's going to be one of the biggest hit places. You're better off heading west. No. Better heading east towards that side where it's a, you're still going to have coastline and boats and stuff. Yeah, but the difference is, like, the difference might be a week's worth of walking. I might not survive an extra week. Right. That, like, that's that's what it comes to. But, like, that, like, that's the thing. I understand, like, it seems like the most logical decision is to go to Melbourne. I see where you're coming from. I'm going to check the walk time from Melbourne to Bendigo. <laughs> It'll be... <laughs> that is the dumbest thing ever. Nah, the internet's not loading. Bugger it. I think uh, we just both die. I, I, I honestly... Because c- we're not very subtle about this. I, I, I reckon I reckon that wouldn't be a horrible way to go, really. <laughs> instantly vaporised. Not a terrible way to die. I can think of worse ways to die. Like as long as I don't... Like, all my organs and stuff sucked up through some kind of straw. That, exactly that, that like would, that. that. That would be shit. Walking. Alright. Just for the people. 32 hours from Bendigo to Melbourne. That's not that far, really. No. We could do that. Yeah, it just takes a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, it would take a while longer to go east. We should do a zombie apocalypse walk, see if we can walk to... You're still better off, though, not going to Melbourne and going to, like, bloody down a Geelong. It would be more walking. It's 43... It's 34 hours of walking. So it's a little bit longer, but it's going to be far less populated with just as much port. Yeah. No matter where you go, though, you go near the ocean... In Australia, and you're going to find civilization. You're going to find larger populations. You don't want Melbourne, though. Melbourne's the big population. But see, that's this the is thing. going on way longer than way too long. Roll All the right. music. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast about what you're watching. Maybe I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. Today we will be talking about War of the Worlds in pretty much all its variations because it's Halloween, and that's related. Totally. Yeah, no matter where you go, yeah, you're gonna end up finding more people. But like, if the aliens are looking for people and trying to kill them, then yeah, you're right. You're like my best. I'd go back to Rushworth and just hang out there. You want? You see, you want to find it. You see, in Bendigo though, ideal. Like, really, my 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 setup wasn't great because Bendigo is not going to be a huge target initially. No. They're going to hit Melbourne, they're going to hit Sydney, mm. they're, you know, we'll hear about it first and then we'll have time to scatter. Mm. Um, and yeah, you probably want to go, Rushworth is probably fine, but you're going to want to, sp- yeah, split off to like Wedderburn. Um, you just want to keep... Yeah, no, you know what I think? We go to, um, we go to Mount Macedon. Macedon would be good. And then we, then there's... 
Fuck all people. And, you know... We can probably outsmart most of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just alienated the entire acid and audience. Uh, alienated. That's ah, what I was going for. Uh, that's sure. when we should have rolled the music. <laughs> that would have been a great time. Anyway. Bugger. <laughs> anyway. So, um, it's Halloween. Woo. <laughs> it is Halloween. You're right. Woo. Aliens. There are aliens. You're Woo. right. <laughs> That's so I'm just going to do that for the whole episode. God damn it, Cal. So for those who don't know, we, so we're talking about the War of the Worlds today. Right. Which is a book, a radio play, a stage play, a movie, another movie. Is there a TV show? I feel like there should be. Probably. War of the Worlds Goliath, an animated sequel to it, came out not long ago. Uh, yeah. Which is apparently not bad, but it was made in, uh, I think, like... Korea, but uh, but was directed by Americans, and it's weird. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yep, uh, nineteen eighty eight television show sequel to the fifty three film. That's pretty cool. Canadian American science fiction television series. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the 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 totally legit, not at all the long bow that we're drawing here is that back in eighteen eighteen ninety three, I think it was no. Yeah, I don't know. Some some stupid. No, it can't be that long ago. Eight, uh, 1880? I think it was. Uh, wait, no, wait, sorry. When, when, when was the radio play done? The radio play, radio drama was 1938. 1938. Thought so. Couldn't have been that long ago. Yeah, yeah. radio broadcast by Awesome Wealth. Yeah, that was 1938. Well, I've just made Let's, a complete goose of myself. 1898 was the book. Mm. So basically, what happened was. By H.G. In, Wells. Yes. And then Orson Welles, no relation, um, did a did a radio well, it's play. Spelled differently, is it? Orson Welles is W E L L E S. Ah, Welles is W E L L S. Right. Um, it's like awesome. Yeah, wheelies. Welles. Welles. <laughs> What's up, Mister Welles? Anyway, uh, um, yeah. let's start with the book. Well, I was just, I was halfway through explaining why we're talking about this on Halloween. All right. Okay. Cool. Go for it. Because essentially Finish doing that, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'll just go back to my computer. Good. Um, essentially what happened was, um, Orson Welles did a very convincing radio play that was made to sound like, uh, a newscast, basically of the War of the World saying that, yeah, this place has been hit, the aliens are attacking and, you know, all these things happen and then they eventually get killed by spoilers, like, uh, viruses, bacteria, and, yeah. Anyway. So, like, that was, that caused a massive scare back in the day. And, uh, and yeah, so we thought that that is a totally not a long bow to draw for a Halloween special. Just a little a bit obscure, but... Not at all. And we'll I... talk about zombies next week, which is much more <laughs> horror-related. <laughs> yeah. Whose idea was that? Who bloody drew up the roster for that? Yeah, you dickhead. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can see the rosters for the next, like... Till 2016, yeah. January, we've got completely mapped out. Because I think we've when, made one or two minor changes. Because we are not going to be caught off guard again like we were for Michael no. J. Fox week. Funny enough, that was a really good episode. <laughs> really good episode, but we were not prepared in any way. No, we were not. <laughs> you know what occurs to me now, though? What? <laughs> this is completely off topic. Yeah, sure. But awesome. We're, we're, we're going to be working together. So yeah, yeah. We're just going to get so sick of each other. Absolutely. I'm sick of you already. <laughs> And you only see me once a week. 
Um, yeah, look, I've I've seen. I used to work with Mulcahy though, and we seemed to run a run a podcast. Okay, about things that I did more, which was playing video games. <laughs> I feel like you should just cut all that out, really. Just cut it all out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so longbow, longbow to draw. Like you said. <laughs> cool. So War of the Worlds is based on a book. Let's start with the book. I haven't read it. You have. I have. It's really good. It well, it's like um, they. They Better this... or worse than Ooh. Iron Man 2, the novelization. I haven't read the novelization of Iron <laughs> Just Man Just assume 2. it's exactly like the movie. Well, see, the, the thing is, I don't imagine Iron Man 2 getting into any kind of deep existentialist stuff like the War of the Worlds book does. <laughs> which is really the whole point, even though it's supposed to be... Like, it's, it's held up as one of the better sci-fi books of all time. When the science in it is pretty terrible, even though it, it's, a, it's a core part of it, though. It, it's, it's weird. It's like... Because of the science of it, like, we, they basically use it to speculate um, how human evolution is going to go, how human society is going to go, what's going to happen one day when our planet is unsustainable for human life, you know, what we're going to have to do. It's basically us versus us from the future. And it's really interesting. Um, which is kind of thrown out the window with, like, the movie and, in some respects, the the musical... The musical is much more about just sounding awesome. <laughs> well, that's what most musicals do. Oh, man. FYI, yeah. the novelization of Iron Man, four stars on Amazon. That's that's good. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> so that's, I want to read this now. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad. Um, so I haven't read the book, so well, that's like, fun. I mean... The main the main thing that you're missing... Because you, you listen to the, the Orson Welles... I did, yes. So basically, I've heard they're pretty similar. Basically, the only difference is where it's set and what technology we have. Right, um, which seems to be the big thing, but with all of them. Well, yeah, because one was made two hundred years ago and one was made ten years ago. Yeah. So bit of a difference. Yeah, massive difference. Um, but yeah, I, I just I've loved this story ever since one of my friends gave me the musical on CD when I was a kid, and damn, like it is just. It's always stuck with me for some reason. And, yeah, I don't know. You see, I haven't seen the musical either. So let's talk about the radio drama. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll touch on the musical. We will, but... Yeah. So I listened to this while doing other stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't fully paying attention to it. I'll and I listened to it quite a while ago, so... <laughs> it's very much like... Because I did also watch the 53 movie. Yeah. And it is very similar to that. Mm. So the 53 movie... It's hard for me to compare. As far as what I've seen, this, uh, the, the 2005 Steven Spielberg, which we'll get to in, yeah. in the weekly rentals. Mm-hmm. What, what are we talking about? Radio I, come I, under. I well, we've got the, say. the bookshop. That's the book. <laughs> um, radio waves. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> we'll call it the tuning section. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Radio's outdated. <laughs> What's the tip? Shut up, Cal. Video Shop FM. Video <laughs> Shop FM. Make it happen. No. Um, <laughs> ah, the um... radio drama. Yes, was well, I don't remember how long do the aliens spend in the pit? 
It was not a lot of time from recollection. Because mm. like in, in the book and in, um, and in the musical, one of the more interesting things is because it's so long ago that, the, that it's set, the humans essentially see the cylinder land, go to it, watch it unscrew, watch an alien crawl out of it, and then they piss off home. And go right. to sleep because there's nothing they can do about it. You know, the rich people might have a musket. Otherwise, they could pick up a big rock and throw it at it. There's nothing that they can do. No. And they also, they're going, Oh, well, these big lumbering beasts will never make it out of the pit that they've dug themselves. But it's just too heavy and the atmosphere on Mars is too light and there's less gravity. So clearly they're not strong enough to, to get up their lumbering bullshit bodies out of the blah, 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 blah. And they're all just like, yeah, sipping their tea. Nothing to worry about. And then... They hear some like beat, like some metal on metal clanking in the pit, and then heat ray yeah. <laughs> knocks down like towns, and then they go, oh, oh, well, we better move to the other, the other buildings then yeah. that aren't knocked down, and then they knock down those buildings. And it's, oh, well, th- th- we uh, yeah, we better, we better go. <laughs> <laughs> it takes them, takes them so long to go. Whereas in like in the Spielberg one, it's like they fire the heat ray. Oh crap, we're we're gone. Like they, they rise up out of the ground. That's it. They're they're running. And it's similar in the '53 film. Yeah. So the '53 film. Um, let me try and remember. I watched. I only watched it on like Thursday. Um, maybe it was Wednesday. Maybe it was last week. Doesn't matter. Maybe does it's it. Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Have you seen that picture of, of Thor with his hair all spread out? <laughs> Thoraline? Uh, it's great. It's good. <laughs> um, anyway, look that up, the <laughs> listeners. Um, so pretty much what in, in the thing, the, the cylinder crashes, and they think it's a meteorite, but they're kind of like, oh, I'm kind of coming in this descent, you got the science. The movie really, like the radio play, really follows the scientists and the army. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you see, so you kind of understand what's happening all the time. Mm. They, they never... And this is, a, I think, something with old movies. They never make you feel lost. Yeah, yeah. You always know what's going on. Mm. You're just a viewer. And that's I think that's something newer movies are doing. They like to keep the audience guessing and, you know, questioning what's going on. And there's a little bit of that, mm. but it's, it's, it's very quickly explained away. But yeah. so pretty much the, um, the thing crashes and the scientist nearby and he... Um, and again, it takes place in America instead of Europe, like in the, yeah. uh, unlike the book, um, which I think is the only one that actually takes place in Europe. All these then take place in the US. Yeah, basically. Well, because US was just the, the entertainment capital. Yeah. And it has been for the last... I think you know, Spielberg could have made it in, in Europe with it, the tech if, they had. But, if he wanted to, but which, why would you? But see, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. But once really. we get to Spielberg's version, doing it in Europe completely misses the point. Because he changes what the point is, which we'll get to when we talk yeah. about it. Um, so in that, in the '53 film, pretty much it crashes. It, it's really hot. Um, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It crashes. It's really hot. They think it's a meteor. They all go back to the town and they have a dance. And just three guys guarded. Mm. Um, it starts to unscrew, and the sh- it's it's one of the cylinders, and, one, and the tripods come out. Now we discussed this before. The tripods don't actually have legs. They have like magnets, which you sometimes see. They, yeah. like, bounce them off the surface. So they still call them tripods. Yeah. So really... Very loosely. Really, the point was for them to just have more UFO-looking flying machines, wasn't it? I think it's more the tech 
It was yeah. much cheaper and much easier and much more effective for them to do that. Yeah, otherwise you'd of, need moving legs. Well, and the moving legs would then be stop motion, mm. which just doesn't look as good as mm. the flying effects they had at the time. Yeah. So it's 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 understandable. Yeah. Um, and they um, what do they do next? So like, it's um, interesting about and the legs. and they three guys all these everyone else they go to have a dance because that's what people did in the fifties. Fair enough. Um, three guys wait and they see it unscrew and the thing comes out. Actually, the eye pops out. One right. of the eye pops out first because I don't know if you've seen a picture of the ships from it. They've got like a big coat hanger. They've looking, got yeah thing yeah. out the top, um, which is the vape, which is the vaporizing thing. And that's these great. these three guys are like, oh, maybe they're friendly. We'll say, go say hello and we'll, you know, yeah, we'll say we come in peace. And they like instantly get vaporized. That's pretty cool. And it, it, when they get a... vaporized, everyone's watches stop working. It's like the you know the oh, okay. Um, so that that's just not even a thing in the uh, yeah. And I think I think originals. Bilbo got that from this. Hmm. Um, See, I, I didn't know that, which makes me much happier with the the Spielberg one. Spielberg Spielberg one's really good as far oh, as homages to the uh, old ones go. Well, I was going to say, I feel like this draws a lot from all the existing versions. Mm. I don't know, like that hand coming out at the end, the three-pronged hand yeah. dragging out from... Spoilers for all of these, by the way. Yeah. Um, if it has War of the Worlds on it, we're probably going to spoil it. Yeah. Sorry. I said that like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Nah, that's me? fine. Uh, those three hands like dragging out of the thing, mm. that imagery is taken from the 53 film. Right. Um, which, um, yeah, which when those ships crash, the door falls open and like a hand drags its way out. Yeah. The, the one thing with the film that I know is different to the radio play and to this film is it's much more religious at the end. Yeah. It's very, it's like annoyingly religious. Well, see, like the whole thing was a bit religious in the book in the sense that like the main character at one point realizes that he hasn't prayed in a few days and goes, right, I'm going to. I'm going to, now that I've got this reprieve, yeah. but that's after he spent like 16 days under, under a house that's been hit by a cylinder. Um, and then he, he crawls out, doesn't see any Martians, you know, wanders through a town and sleeps in a hotel and, you know, like, and it's, it's kind of implied that by that point, it, all the aliens were, were sick or dying and yeah. it all buggered off back to their London base right, to yeah. die. And, that, like, he'd been under this house waiting and just kind of surviving and going a bit mad for, like, days longer than he had to. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, and, um, so they finish it all in a church. Right. The 53 one, and they're all praying and that, and it's all, oh, you know, God put these parasites on the, which is kind of in the, you know, they have that line, which I think is taken from the book, God in his wisdom put the parasites on the, well, you know, our earth. Yeah, in the book, it's it's kind of fobbed off a bit. It's a bit more casual. It's a bit like, well, of course there's a god, and of course God made the microbes, and of course the microbes are there because God wanted them to be there just in case anything like this happened. Yeah, and, and it's like, which is dumb. It, it is a bit dumb, but because but we but theoretically, we, what did another god create those aliens so, in the other god's image? Spoilers, listeners, we're both very atheists. Actually, <laughs> I'm totally okay with that if that's true. Like, our, I'm like just imagining our god. Just he has like an argument with his neighbor, who's another god who created his own race in his own image. Yeah, and just and then that god that like is like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them to go over there and fuck up God. <laughs> God's God's little planet, but God, God's a clever our our god, not the other god. It's a clever guy. He put microbes on there. 
It's a great movie. <sighs> <Sit. laughs> it's no so dogs. dumb. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> like um the in in the musical especially. Um like in in the book there's there's this character um I can't remember what title he has, but he's essentially some kind of priest. Yeah. Um, and in the end, he goes a little bit bonkers, being all like, oh, bloody, you know, I told them to repent their sins, rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> um, and then gets dragged away, in, like, in the in that house scene. Right, yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, that, that, that house is, like, that, that's the collapse house that the guy spends heaps of time in. Um, and then in the musical, they take that character and basically turn him into a, a preacher... Um, who's, who has like his whole song and his whole point is to be like, this is the religious part of the, of the story where he goes, yeah, he sings this awesome song about, um, about how he told them to, yeah, to repent their sins and, and, and remove the devil from their lives, but they wouldn't listen. (laughs) And now here we are. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And and it's, and the, and the writer's like, pfft. Whatever. <laughs> like, the main guy's just like, ah, I don't really care. <laughs> and then yeah. he just leaves. Um, no big man in disguise can tell me what to do. Yeah. That, Have that, you seen The Invention of Lying? Yes. That's a great, great movie. Isn't it? <laughs> a lot of people don't like it. I, I, actually, I, I think that's American audiences don't like it, but that I, makes sense. I think I was still coming down off talking about the musical. It's not It's not a great, great movie. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, I just I get excited talking about the musical because I really love it. It's it's a good concept movie and it's executed pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And Ricky Gervais is always pretty funny. E- even after this is done, you should listen to the musical. Uh, it, th- there's a funny bit where the wife of the of the priest is talking to him and she's going, "No, Nathaniel, it's funny. They're Martians, not demons. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're a mess, Nathaniel. You're a mess." Awesome. <laughs> Put on a shirt. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. It's, yeah. I, d- um, d- d- you sounded like you had something to say. I did. Continue whatever you were going to say. Though, I, I was just going to say that one of the interesting things about like, all the different versions of this is that the main character changes depending on what kind of story they want to tell each time. Yeah. Like... In in the Steven Spielberg one, was there like a base that the aliens were building, like a headquarters kind of thing? Didn't really seem to be. It seemed like they were more just kind of sweeping through each kind of area. Yeah, they all just kind of formed up and went. Yeah, and took them all out because un- unless it was meant to be just the pullback, like the Steven Spielberg. Let's talk about the Steven Spielberg one. Yeah, let's so, do it. All right. um, and we can compare back to the other ones. So Steven Spielberg one. Tells the story, a very human story, yeah. which is typical of Spielberg, instead of a big army fighting story. Because in the uh, in the 1953 one, it ends with them trying to bomb, nuclear bomb, the aliens. Wow. And they, they, they drop a nuke on them, on the home base, and you just see the tripod, like, just float out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fucking shit. <laughs> we are wrecked. <laughs> And they, they flee that city, and they actually have a scene similar to the van scene. Yeah. Um, where the scientist, he's, mo- he's in a van, he, there's a ton of scientific equipment in the back, and they're moving it through the city, and, you know, with the army. 
and they're just freaking like all this equipment and all their research on the aliens is just trashed and pulled out oh. and wrecked and the people they just throw him out they punch him you know he gets beat up wow um and you know all his equipment's wrecked and and he loses his girlfriend or the girl which I'm glad that this movie didn't have a romantic the 2005 one didn't have a romantic interest for Tom Cruise which is really refreshing yeah it's really good like it, it was it was a very interesting way they told the story with with the Tom Cruise character being basically terrible at everything including being a dad um, who just happened to get lucky and have a working car, and that's basically the only reason why he's the more interesting person to follow during this. Yeah. Yeah, because um, you follow anyone else, they just die straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they just wander in a straight line for a long period of time, ever so slightly not dying, and <laughs> until well, the happened. aliens die. It would, it would be a relatively boring story. You see, in the 1953 one there, this one has a much more sense of urgency than the 1953 one. Yeah, definitely. The 1953 one, like... Initially, after the initial attack, the tripods come out, the army decides to throw everything they've got at it, the army's defeated. Yeah. And the scientist is there, and his girlfriend, pal, is there as well. And they get in the scientist plane, and they go to take off, and they crash. His girlfriend, pal. I don't yeah. know, they're not so... proper girlfriend and boyfriend, but... Because, I don't know, whatever. And yeah, he crashes, right. and then they kind of... They sleep in a ditch, and, you know, he looks refreshed, and so does she up. <laughs> Sleeping in a ditch... <laughs> And then they end up in this house. The house looks pretty neat and clean. They have a nice egg breakfast. Awesome. Uh, and then the house gets wrecked and they end up in the basement and they have that eye scene. Yeah. Um, now, in the eye scene in this one, the eye is like an extension of themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's got like three colours. That's how they see. Yeah. And they have a weird scene where they chop off the eye and then they use the eye to see how the aliens see. That's really interesting. I had no idea how much of that was in the Spielberg version. Like that's that's pretty spot on, really. Yeah, a lot of it's taken. A lot of the a lot of the visual details are taken. Mm. The story and the way it's told is very different. But the visually, a lot a lot is reminiscent of the other one. Well, even even them all like ending up in that house that ends up getting wrecked, kind of thing. And that like, well, because in the original, it's much more a we physic like. It, if we left, we would die. There's a Martian out here, and he's mining aluminium out of the soil somehow. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that, that's just, like, they're, they're stuck there for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And the, and it's there's, like, a, a whole couple of chapters of this guy who's a philosophy writer, as the main character, mm. um, who's constantly reminding us that, you know, the aliens must look at us like we look at ants, you know, and that we... You know, hopefully, if we're lucky, they'll treat us like cattle and things. And constantly making these comparisons, yeah. so it's a much more existentialist, like philosophical look at the thing. Anyway, <laughs> like it, that it, whole house scene. That whole house scene is meant to, like is him and this one other guy, and the other guy's a little bit nuts, and he's eating all the food, and he's constantly talking out loud. And it's him like just getting angrier and angrier, and slowly going nuts. <laughs> You see, that's not present in the fifty-three, really, because well, you couldn't tell that in a in a film. It just takes up too much time. Yeah, no, but I mean, like the guy in the basement with doesn't exist. Yeah, in the in the in the film. Um, uh, but it's 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 the the two thousand five film is definitely better. Mm. Um, I would say the one thing that the other, one, apart from the whole being in a church thing and the over religious aspects of the fifty-three film. The actual dead alien reveal, mm-hmm. the ending, I would say, is actually a little stronger than the 2005 film. Yeah. Because uh, that's my... W- 
The one problem with having it a personal story, like a character-driven story, mm. um, the way they did, the ending is ultimately going to be weaker than when it's, telling a well, big, overarching, military kind of story. This whole... War of the Worlds has a very interesting anticlimax, and it's a true... There's no getting around it. This is how the story ends every single time. It's not a climax. It's an anticlimax. Yeah, absolutely. Aliens are just dead. Done. No, yeah. and, and that's that feeds into the hopelessness of it all. That whole, we couldn't do anything about it. We were absolutely screwed from day one. Yeah. They just wiped us out. Absolutely. And we were so lucky that they had no immune system. So lucky. And, and then that's it. And they were stupid enough not to check for bacteria. And in the book... Come he... on, guys, you bloody dickheads. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, they're can we talk about advanced enough? <laughs> so, can we talk about that for a second? So, yeah. in the book, uh, it was that they hadn't had any disease on Mars. Well, was that right? In, or? in the book, they say... like, cause This is told from the point of view of the writer, um, and it's clearly him writing it after all the events has happened. Right, yeah. So, he's going, oh, well... Back when they were attacking, we didn't know this. But since we've done autopsies on the bodies and we found no traces of any bacteria that wasn't native to Earth. Right. So we can only assume that they had no bacteria on them or in Mars. Or on Mars. So they just had no immunity to bacteria. Which to me is a pretty false conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. Because they could have had a shower. Yeah. (laughs) And it would have been fine. But yeah, you know. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either because... Killing all the microbacteria is a bad thing. Yeah, it's a horrible thing. There is good bacteria. Absolutely. Well, they also talk about how these aliens basically have no digestive systems. They are constantly just... Now, there isn't a whole lot of bacteria on Mars, just because microorganisms... There's no bacteria on Mars. Yeah, no, no, yeah, there's no bacteria on Mars now. We know this. Mm. Uh, Well, actually, there's theoretically the possibility of it in underwater lakes and things like that, but that's irrelevant. We we don't know yet. We don't don't have proof of that. That's theory. It's not like Mark Watney's been shitting out microorganisms. (laughs) Ah, Martian reverence. Um... So there's no bacteria on on Mars. So theoretically, any species that lives there would not need to have an immune system. But life as we know it wouldn't exist on Mars. No, absolutely not. And what I like about the Steven Spielberg one is they don't mention that they're Martians. They don't, like... And they don't go into how the ships got there, which I don't understand a lot, but... but yeah, they just completely remove all science from this science fiction story and make it entirely personal. Well, it's not even personal. they remove the science from it. They just don't acknowledge any of it. They yeah. don't try and explain it. They just mm. let you... It happens, and it, that's how it happens, and back to the character, you know, following these characters. And I yeah. think I think it's an excellent way, and probably the best way to tell this kind of story, because well, otherwise it's... You know, you have your Independence Day kind of things. Yeah. But it makes it much more interesting to watch. Like, that's a much more interesting movie to watch than Independence Day. Mm. Because you... Yeah, Independence Day. But Independence Day follows characters to an extent, but it's... You know, you're following the president. It's not relatable. But the whole point of this version, of Steven Spielberg's version, is to be a very personal story showing you... Um, what happens in a disaster and how people band together, but also how people panic and, you know, the the best and the worst of humanity. And then there's the Robbie character who's entirely designed to summarise... Yeah, post-9-11. Yeah, post-9-11 American attitudes. 
Um, and then, yeah, like the, the whole thing is a big metaphor for uh, feeling safe and then not being able to feel safe ever again. Yeah. You know, and like, and they, they touch on that a bit in the book, but in the book, it's much more, we have this just taken for granted domain over earth. Yeah. And that once Which that's... Which they touch on a little bit in this, but more just in the opening mm. kind but of monologue. What, but once that's gone, once we go, ooh, we might not be on top anymore, and then it shows us what society's like as it's breaking down, and then what humanity would be like if we as great apes just literally went back into the woods and started trying to live on our own. Yeah. Um, and not in big societies. And it goes into... Um, us rebuilding society after the aliens are gone, but us going, we have to be ready for the next time. Because we can't be sure that there isn't going to be a next time. Yeah, absolutely. The so, doctor. Where's the doctor in all this? <laughs> oh, Torchwood. Uh, Get sit, your shit together, Torchwood. Sitting around being fictional, unfortunately. <laughs> what, you mean like the fictional movie you were watching? <laughs> That's not a good excuse. You could have said different parallel universes, Cal. That would have made more sense than what you said. That's probably probably accurate. <laughs> anyway, um, and 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 yeah, like I was saying about them changing the main characters, the Tom Cruise character in this Steven Spielberg one basically is like he his entire he's got like a blue collar job. He 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 moves shipping containers. He's a crane operator for a living. Yeah. And that's, like, he's got no skills, no special training. He has literally a gun and a working car. Yeah. And, and that gets taken from him pretty, pretty quickly. Both of them get taken from him pretty quickly. Yeah. Which would happen. And it may- that scene makes me very angry at people. Yeah. that's exactly how people would react. That guy just, and like, that- clawing through the windscreen. And it's like, what is the point of this? All you're doing is taking out one of your one of the means of defense of this car, yeah, to ultimately get in it, so that way people can do the same to you and kill you. Yeah, it's really. And then dumb. the guy who takes the gun and just shoots the driver. Yeah, just Murders people just start capping bitches left, right, and center. It's for crazy not, for not for no reason other than the guy also wanted to live. Hmm. Yeah. So like that that bit in the book, or or in the musical anyway. I'm, I can't really remember if that was in the book, but like they talk about it being like you know, the rich rubbing shoulders with the poor. And it's much more of a, this is how classes break down, you know? And there are people who are, like, trying to carry, like, paintings and, and, like, expensive doors from their house, like, covered in their, like, personal belongings that is all just nonsense and just doesn't mean anything. But they're carrying it and they're trying to walk from London to, um... To the, to the channel to try and get to France. And it's like, what is going on? Like, it's a really crazy look at things. And it's, it's very similar, but there's less, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna start capping bitches because it's back in the day when, you know, maybe the richest bloke in town would own a musket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, and London is very different. Mm. In the US, there are lots of guns. I'm pretty sure at some point, though, like, there is somebody who holds you, holds the main character at sword point. Ha! Awesome. He has, uh, I can't remember what the sword is, one of those curved... 1889, that one makes sense. Yeah, and it's just like, that that was just lying around or something, and and he's got that. Most people don't have a weapon at all. They had guns, but this was still pre-World War One. Yeah, this would have been... guns really came into their own. If they're more than a metre in front of your muzzle, you're probably not going to hit them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the whole point of guns at that point was to essentially get everyone to stand in a straight line and shoot into a herd of other people and hope that it hits something. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, it's very. You have to tell a different story with different times, mm. um, which makes sense. The 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 other character that I forgot to say, like because in, in the musical he's a newspaper writer, right? And yeah. in the um, in the book he's a philosopher. Yeah. So in the fifty three film he's a scientist. Mm. In the two thousand five film he's a crane operator. Yeah. <laughs> kind of deteriorate, don't they? Yeah. Well, it's it's very interesting, like how much they want to tell because the nineteen fifties one sounds like it goes much more into the science of it all. A little bit. It, it tries to explore the aliens a little more and to explain mm. that. There's a there's an interesting scene at the beginning, and I was kind of like, Where, what? Mm. Where they actually go through each planet and explain why the Martians can't invade that planet. It's, well, because there's no... Cause it's kind most of, of them are gas giants. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, molten lava surfaces. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> that or the blue one. <laughs> go to Mercury and get cooked. Yeah, exactly. It's like... The funny thing is, though, they go through every planet, including Mm. Pluto, Mm. every single one, except Venus. They just don't mention Venus. Don't know. Literally every planet. Saturn, Jupiter. Um, Pretty (laughs) sure they... Yeah, they definitely... They mention Jupiter. um, Saturn, the the twins, Neptune and... um, What's the other one? Uranus. Why are they the twins? Uh, they call them twins in the film. They're not actually twins. That doesn't make any sense. No. Maybe that's just uh, an old... Thing. Mercury. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and maybe Pluto. Or Pluto. Or, or all the planets, yeah. if, if that's what you're trying to... Yeah. Depending <laughs> when you're listening to this, Pluto may or may not be a planet <laughs> We don't it know. It goes backwards and forwards. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, they found very interesting... Uh, they found Pluto to have a very, like... They didn't think this, but a very active surface. Mm-hmm. Like, as, uh, cause they're recently the Voyager, Voyager 1, yeah. flew past it, sent yeah. pictures back to us. I'm pretty sure they found it to have a very active surface, much more active than they thought it would have. Right. As far as atmosphere goes. Okay. Which is, uh, I find interesting. Oh, it is interesting. Well, maybe. Like, if, if we were to colonize a planet other than Mars, I'd, Pluto sounds good. First line of defense. I'll give you the hot tip though, Sam. It's not very hot there. Very cold. Uh, very cold there. It's very cold there. <laughs> Um, it's very cold I everywhere think, else. I think at this point, Mercury. except I think at this point, short of Mars, our best bet is one of um, Jupiter's moons, isn't it? Yeah, Titan. I think is actually the best one. Mm. There's a really great video um, uh, that somebody's made of like how, like mathematically, what is the biggest life-supporting solar system you can have? Yeah, and they they set it up with binary suns that orbit each other. Right, okay. And then, um, basically, gas giants with a heap of moons, all, like, and that that's how you get a heap of them all at the right distance. Right, And you okay. can essentially have something like 32 planets. You know what? How cool would a story be where you have 32 planets, mm. all with different life forms on it? All so close to each other? Yeah. After we finish recording, I have a really, uh, I th- have what I think is a really cool idea for a for a sci-fi, uh, like, world thing to build it on. But, yeah, if I say it on air, people will steal it, because it's that good. Because it's that good. That good. <laughs> that good. Stay tuned for that, that we will definitely create one day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting how, like, through the decades, or through the centuries, we've, we've looked back at this same story and tried to tell it in slightly different ways. I'm trying to think of another... Like book that has had a similar similar retelling, 
um, as this. Another science fiction. There, you've got stuff like the Musketeers, mm. which is told over and over again. Mm. Um, you've got the, like the Time Machine's been done a couple of times. Mm. A lot of these other stories, though, have characters and arcs that stay the same no matter what. In this one, the main character is just switched out constantly. For some reason, the, the, the thing is, you can tell this story from anyone's point of view, theoretically. Mm. You just, you could even argue that it's the same story. Like, you know, every version of the story is the same. Well, you can't argue that. But, you know, and you, you could imagine that it's all the same, just you're watching different characters. Go through different things at yeah, different it, times. If it wasn't for the massive um, differences in technology, like yeah, yeah. You, you could absolutely say that the um, well, because the thing is, the the the, the musical was made in the seventies, but it's set in the uh, in the same time as the book, right? The eighteen nineties. So it's like it's really annoying that there isn't um, like there isn't one based in the seventies, and there isn't one. Like, because it would be interesting to see, you know, like each decade, like the start of the the start of the twentieth well, century, through to the end of it. For on the box today, Cal. Oh yeah, there is the the TV series I was mentioning was made in nineteen eighty eight. Oh, that would have been perfect. That would have fit in really well. Television sequel to according to the series, rather than being killed outright, but all right. So according to the series, rather than being killed outright by germs at the end of the nineteen fifty three films. The aliens had all slipped into a state of suspended animation. Their bodies were stored away in toxic waste drums and shipped in various disposal sites within the United States. Mm. Ten such sites, blah, blah, blah. Widespread government cover-up combined with conditional dubbed selective amnesia has convinced most people that the invasion had never happened. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> that is the biggest load of fucking tripe. It's uh, terrible. Uh, although the original movie narration had explicitly stated that the aliens were Martians, even featuring artwork indicating an alien city on the planet Mars, since 1953 the concept of vastly intelligent life on Mars had lost plausibility. In the series, the aliens are revealed to actually be from Mortax, a garden planet 40 light years away in the Tarusis constellation orbiting a dying sun. Right, eh? 35 years later, in 1988, modern day when the series began, (laughs) a terrorist group calling itself the People's Liberation Party accidentally irradiates the drums containing the aliens while raiding dump site, whatever. Radiation destroys the bacteria that are keeping the aliens unconscious. Once free, the aliens take possession of the bodies of the six terrorists who overran the site. From there, they use a series of human bodies and crudely adapted Earth technology to find means of appropriating the planet, both in removing humanity and developing a permanent means to inoculate themselves against the planet's indigenous bacteria. What a load of crap. That, well, so that's that's very... Well, that's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, like, it's not War of the World. It's the not problem. War of the World. It's much more Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is another pretty good movie. Mm. But I think one of the intriguing things about this story is you want to know what happens next. And it's all about what happens next. It's all it's all about, you know, now that your world has been rocked, baby, how will you how will it ever be the same? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like and th- that's one of the things that intrigues me most about this story is that it it affects everybody. 
And it's uh, it's interesting in the musical. They um they have this um this epilogue of NASA putting a probe on Mars, right? Like in present day, so you know in the seventies or, or yeah, whatever it is. And and then the, the it sees like a puff of green smoke, and then they lose connection to it, and they're trying to contact all the other space agencies that they've like joined forces with to do this Mars this Mars exploration with. And can't find anything, and it's yeah, it's like implied yeah. that the aliens are have have launched again, and they're about to come back. Right. Okay. Yeah. That that that's interesting. Mm. Did you remember from the first Transformers movie? No. There was. <laughs> Do I remember the first Transformers movie? The answer is no. Do you remember not the first Transformers movie? The first teaser trailer for the first Transformers movie. Absolutely not. I didn't watch TV then. So it, it told the. Uh, um, Remember that rover they sent to Mars that failed? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Was that in the 90s? I don't know. But, yeah. Failed Mars rover. Wasn't that in The Martian? Wasn't that... Isn't that one of the ones that he found? No, that was... That was... Um, Discovery, I think. I don't know. Because they, they talked so about that was, it being built it, in the 90s and... That one when that one landed fine, but was actually not um, that worked for ages and then failed. Right. This one actually there was a rover that failed, and it's revealed that the Transformers actually discovered it. Dumb, the Decepticons dumb, and dumb. crushed it. Crushed it as soon as it started broadcasting. Right. So they covered it up. Could tell an interesting story with that, but instead of Transformers. Done. The aliens do that instead. Mm. <sighs> but the, the problem is, as soon as you go into the science beyond Earth, like as soon as you go, how are they Martians and all that stuff? You basically, you basically are written into a corner because science doesn't allow that these days. Yeah, you could probably say something along the lines of they've come from a long, like basically what they do in the in that TV show where like they, they came from somewhere further away. And then they just, they stopped on Mars as a base of operations and then launched on us. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell. Absolutely. And, and we would just assume they were Martians. You could tell a really interesting story from, like, um, the, the, the humans' um, appreciation for their space program point of view. Where, like, because we've become disenfranchised with it, you know, with, with you know, over time, you know, we haven't made enough discoveries quickly enough. For people to, yeah. to still fund NASA, then, well, you know, of course the Martians can land there without being detected and, yeah, like, yeah, and it just makes set, set up a city and start launching green cylinders at us and start killing us. There's actually the Justice League animated series from 2001. I did mean to watch this. So the opening episode, John Jones is Martian, mm. and it's revealed that his entire race is dead, right? He's the last of his kind because a far-reaching alien species came to Mars and eradicated the planet. Mm. But John Jones was able to freeze everyone in suspended animation underground kind of thing. He, like, stopped them all. I don't remember how, um, but he stopped them all. I think it was using his own body, maybe. He was able to, like, you know, entrap them all. Right. Um, And then human explorers come on Mars modern day you know, this is like centuries ago before, you know, we're still hitting stones with other stones, right? <laughs> right. Um, whatever old Huey w- Woomies did. Mm. Uh, 
and humans accidentally unlock this species, this this far-reaching alien species, which came to Mars initially and raced wrecked Mars. Then, of course, they set their eyes on Earth, mm. and they go to Earth, and then John Jones goes to Earth to um to warn them, and they've got tripods. Let me see if I can find a quick clip of the tripods because it looks exactly the same. That's that's really cool, and I'd love more of the worlds to be canon in some way to something else, like because that's what you want to see. Yeah, like I said before, it's what's the most interesting about this story is the uh, the consequences. Yeah, absolutely. On a slightly different note, while you're looking that up, did you? Um, uh, did you hear Orson Welles apologising for for the radio play? Did we actually talk about what the radio play did? Not well, uh, briefly, like okay, when we... I was explaining. Because essentially, what they did was they cut it in with like normal, like regularly scheduled bloody music and stuff like that, and um, but like they gave it a clear introduction and a clear outro. But it's the radio, so like if you tune in a little bit too late. And all you hear is, uh, there, there are aliens above New York. Run, run, run. Everyone is going to die. Niggerbolt, please, now run. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really convincing. Mm. Like, it sounds just dead on like a radio broadcast. You miss that beginning, all that. They had a middle intermission, and then everything after that middle intermission doesn't sound like like a full radio show. It's just like narration. Yeah. But everything in between that, which is a good 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, is scary. Yeah. And so in his in his apology, he was essentially being um, uh, he had like a press conference thing, and he had a bunch of people essentially asking, "Is there going to be legislation against this sort of thing in the future?" And he goes, "Look, I don't know. Like, radio is still a relatively new medium. We don't know who's tuning in, what their reaction is, and and yeah, quite frankly, we're, like we're going to try and not have this happen again in the future. But but really, you know." I thought people knew better. <laughs> I thought people... Like, nobody got all scared when we did the Dracula one <laughs> a couple of months uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And he's like, you know, when we're talking about little green men from Mars, I thought people would take it a little less seriously. <laughs> Which is weird, because he, like, he makes some legitimate points, but the people there were like, you made it sound like a newscast. Of course we were scared. Yeah. We thought the news was telling us, not you. Yeah, no, and that makes perfect sense, really. Mm. And like, you, you, you feel almost bad. Because I have a story from recently that, lo- that many of our listeners probably heard, but by many of our listeners, that implies that there's many of our listeners. <laughs> I can't find a clip from the show, but yeah, it's worth a watch. Uh, that's all right. Um, I found, well, like, I heard about this thing um, for the new Call of Duty game. Yeah. Act- Activision changed their Twitter handle to Current Events Aggregate. Uh, so yeah, like change the name. And so the Twitter handle was still Call of Duty, but it would come up in people's feeds. Current events advocate, uh, current events aggregate, um, is telling us that there's been a massive terrorist attack in this place and that, yeah, everyone should panic and. Wow. Yeah, and they made it look legit. They made their own, they made a website and stuff for people to go to and yeah, it was crazy and it was all to like spruik the events of this new Call of Duty game. And people got really, really scared. That's dumb. That happened this year. That's dumb. Like, the when- same bullshit that Orson Welles went through. 
Yeah, but the thing is, awesome. That was when radio was your only form of news. Televisions weren't widespread. It was the radio and newspapers. Yeah. Or you're listening to the radio because it was thought to be, you know, legit. Yeah. What, people listen to Twitter? <laughs> people listen to fucking Twitter? People listen to Twitter and then went, oh, they're not talking about this on the news. Oh, I guess it's still probably real, though. <laughs> Google. Yeah. Literally, like a tab away is the entire internet. Or literally, right underneath the name current events aggregate is the Twitter handle at Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I mean, maybe they went, oh, shit. Call it, like, this thing must be so big, even Call of Duty is reporting on it. Ah, oh, it's crazy though. It's dumb. It's it's insane. But that's the world we live in, Sam. It is. That that those, people throw those bricks, are the creatures. People throw bricks through the windshields <laughs> they want to use. Yep. And people believe Twitter. Yeah. This is the kind of insanity we live in. This is that they're the creatures that inhabit our planet, Sam. <sighs> How long have we got on the clock? Can I stop thinking about these horrible people yet? Oh, uh, just about. Yeah, we've got like eight minutes left, tops. Eight minutes, and we haven't done the intro bit yet. Oh, uh, no, we need to do that. That's all right. We can plug for eight minutes. <laughs> plug for eight minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, actually, we do have some interesting stuff to talk about because we will be doing some stuff. I think it's best not to mention any of that until it's out. Oh, okay, fine. Well, <laughs> how's, how's that for a tickle? <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise you're like, hey, we're doing this on Monday. Irrelevant to the day. That's actually today we're doing this. No idea when it'll go up because those guys backlog. Yeah, that's true. So, it could be the following Monday, it could be two weeks, it could be two months. We should stop talking about it, though. We should! <laughs> but you got to taste that, don't you, listeners? Oh, oh it's a juicy, it's juicy! <laughs> um, juicy like human blood. Yeah, which the aliens apparently eat. Yeah, so in that movie, they imply, in the 2005 movie, they imply that it's, um... That they consume it, and they also use it for fertilizer, and... Yeah, they drink the blood, and then they, they use the bodies as fertilizer for the red yeah. weed. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, recycling. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. In in the book, they talk about how, yeah, they don't, they don't have any digestive organs, they suck the blood of other species, and put... Their... I like how all that was implied in this movie, rather than told to you. Yeah, this... Which makes it a very good movie. Mm. There's Let's... a lot of showing, not a lot of telling. Uh, well... We won't go through all the movies and rate them with our flawless rating system. Flawless. Utterly flawless. The one problem I still have, just finally, with War of the Worlds, the Steven Spielberg one, is I still feel the ending is weak. It's nice when you have the whole, the birds are on them, the shields are down moment. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I forgot about that, because that's the only time when Tom Cruise seems like he's more intelligent than the average person. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a nice moment, it's nice... But I get the impression that they had that just so he could be in the action somehow. Yeah. He could be part of that finale. Because that was the one disadvantage of making it, making an average citizen the main character. You Mm. don't get the big, you know, shoot down Mm. finale. But it worked. My one problem is that stupid reunion scene with the family. Yeah, that's... No so, explanation for how they yeah, survived. It seemed like a dream sequence, didn't it? whole street was empty. Yeah. And his son just walks out and they have, like, this hug moment. Like, it looks like they're all dead and that's the afterlife. Yeah. Could be. But I don't think it is. I don't think that was the implication. No, but... I feel there's like... There's no way Robbie survived that thing going into it. <sighs> See, I don't even care so much about that. It's just the scene... Of, it wasn't done well. I feel like it would have worked better if you saw them coming out of hiding, 
people everywhere, people running all over the place, and then finding each other in a crowd. Yeah, that would have been perfect, actually. That, that would have been much nicer. And that would have been the much better ending and shown you other people. Like, um, did you ever see the new Godzilla? Yeah. That ending. Mm. So, uh, you know, they're in the football field. People are running everywhere. People are searching for other people. There are announcements going out and then they find each other. Yeah. That would have been a much more satisfying ending for those, for the characters mm. rather than that empty street thing. Um, other than that great movie. Yeah. And, and pretty much everything about the movie I like. Yeah. It's just that one scene. Even him not being really involved with the action. Because the real finale, I feel, is when he throws the grenades inside and they escape. That's yeah. that's the finale, really. Yeah, I, I'd be almost be cool with them ending it there. Like, if they had a... If they had a, like, then... If it had been a quick scene of them, like, walking over a hill and seeing what happened over that hill... Yeah. And just seeing... Robbie's char oh like, Robbie's clothes on the ground like at the yes. so he's been heat raid and it'd be like that's it you know now, what, see, what, like what are we get, what, what are we gonna what are we gonna do now no I like the version where my version where they find each other in football fields <laughs> yeah I, I, I think yeah, it's probably fine uh, like if you want to have a happy ending that's that's fine I'm fine think, having I a think, happy ending I just don't think this happy ending was done well also, it's interesting because of Robbie's character is clearly supposed to be the post 9-11 attitudes of America it's interesting that Tom Cruise is sitting there holding him down and just going no what you're doing is stupid you can't think like this it's it's a very interesting symbolic moment and the fact that the the fact that he'd run to his death to me, seems much more in line with what the movie was trying to say. But that's what, why I think the ending where he just walks out and they're in Boston and it's all fine doesn't work. If they, if he'd, if, if, even if you'd had a scene of like an army guy dragging him along, mm. you know, to his family, like an army guy pulled him out before he'd, you know, actually gone in, mm. you know, like those army guys stopping the people running over the hill. Yeah. If you'd had like that scene where he had been physically restrained and stopped and told to not by, by someone else. Yeah. And, and there was some proof of that. And then you have the family all rugged up, you know, all, all roughed up in a football field. They'd hidden away. Perfect. Yeah. So why was Boston spared? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense, does it? It's not that far away. No, it's not. <laughs> they walked there. Yeah. And, and the tripods would have walked there in hours instead of much days. Much quicker. <laughs> um, and that's my only problem with the movie. Just that one scene. Because that one scene doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people complained about the the, ha- the scene in the house with Tim Robbins. It's kind of slow, but it's fine. Mm, but see, I think it's meant to imply that they've been there a long time. and that Oh, and there's the line from Tim Robbins' character saying, you know, a couple of days they've been there. Probably. Yeah. And you can see the visual change outside. Mm. And so it wouldn't I'm surprise me it. if Tim Robbins' character is the kind of person who would have said, a couple of days when they're talking about like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're running out of food and you're going slowly and slowly insane. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway. Better or worse than I meant to. Uh, I think... Uh, I, d- <laughs> I, th- I think I think better. You know, what are the words, Tom Cruise? Uh, I'm going to say better than I meant to. But, but only just. See, the thing is, if you want a three-act story with plot and character development and stuff like that, Probably Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. If you, if you want uh, a really good looking action movie, uh, with like interesting enough characters. So you see. If, if you want to see characters thrown into a situation and see how they respond, 
then this is this is a good movie. If you it, like, that's the thing. There's just there's no there's no arc. Yeah. There's no plot. There's no characters. Like, oh, sorry. There, there is characters and events, and that's it. It's not a real yeah, story. So characters respond to events. The thing is, better film, War of the Worlds. Yes. Like, like aesthetically, like that that airplane set is fantastic. Awesome. I've seen it. Like I said, I've seen that set in real life. It is, it's full size. Uh, Pardon. <laughs> when the full tripod size. first arises out of the ground. Looks awesome. So good. Oh, um, man. And to, Mass Effect, as me and Bob were saying as we were watching it, but like, yeah, those, those aliens basically spot on with the Reapers in, yeah, in Mass Effect. And you should, you should play Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I get it. I get that, yeah. <laughs> um, because, uh, my point was though. Yeah. Aesthetically and, and, and technically a better film. Yes. I'd be more inclined to watch Iron Man 2 again, though. Because I think yeah. Iron Man 2 is just a more enjoyable film. See, I think, I think the problem with their rating system is we're talking about movies that we've watched just now versus movies that we haven't seen in a few years. I've seen Iron Man 2 really recently. Well, why? <laughs> That's a pretty enjoyable movie. But no, a better film, it's going to be War of the Worlds. Yeah. I, I, I think. And aren't you glad we did it now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. I, I, I'm really, I'm really, I mean, I, I am, if you can't tell, audience, I really fucking love this story. I really love the musical, especially, and I'm just, yeah, I'm fanboying. I, I, I've always liked, I've always liked the alien side by bacteria. Yeah. I've always thought that was a cool way to kill the aliens instead of human beings winning. It's an interesting way to, like, because it's, it's like the zombie apocalypse idea. The whole point of it isn't that there's zombies or that there's aliens or anything like that. It's to see how people respond. Yes, to see what events people get themselves into. And yeah. some of that is, you know, how the things work, but most of it is how society works and how people yeah. work together. Complete, slightly unrelated note, being a Back to the Future fan, are, are you a fan of the band McFly? I haven't heard. Okay. I, uh, well, I couldn't name a song. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm subscribed to, um, I, I don't know what band member it is, but his sister... I'm subscribed to on YouTube, so she kind of plugs them every now and then. And they do a song that samples the musical of War of the Worlds. <laughs> and I really love it. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Loosest connection I could possibly kinda, make. Kind of st- related. You should start plugging that. All right, cool. So that was our... Thank you for listening to our Halloween special. Uh, I don't give a shit about Halloween, personally. So, I, I think it's more fun than another, just another holidays. just another pagan holiday, but this one was you know stems from when they would put scary masks on to scare children. Actually, no, the pagan holiday for Halloween originally was you would put the mar- you put masks on children to disguise them, otherwise the demon would take a demon would take them away, and yeah. you know kill them or whatever demons do with children. But going even further back than that, and this is just purely speculation, pretty sure it was just a, a, an end of season festival. Pretty sure this was just harvest all the pumpkins before the frost sets in. <laughs> Have a big party where we eat pumpkins. Everything I'm else. Guessing they will probably stem from the same like place. Everything else was just tacked on. It started with harvesting pumpkins. God damn it, pagan. Hey, pumpkins aren't even in season here. Doesn't well, make any sense. Not here. It doesn't make any sense. How many pagans lived here, you dickhead? I know, so why do we have Halloween? <laughs> because we came from a place that did have pagans. Dumb. <laughs> Holidays are dumb. That is my point here. Shush. They won't pay us more. <laughs> no, they're on not on Halloween. If you're gonna, if, if I'm gonna have to put up with Halloween, I better be paid more, but I'm bloody not. <laughs> why, 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 why do you mean put up with it? You don't have to do shit. It exists. 
Bloody kids come knocking on my door asking for free shit. Bullshit. When have you had trick or treat? Actually, we seriously have had trick or treat. We're on a main road, remember? Yeah, with no footpath. That's true. You're not that close to... We had... uh, Not last year, but the year before, we had a bunch of people. We had no chocolate for them. See, I I would be cool with that. I would... I want people to embrace Halloween a little more. Nah. Knocking on my door asking for free shit? Fuck off. (laughs) I'm getting a handout. You want some stuff from me? Go weed my fucking garden. Then I'll give you some chocolate. It's not how the world works, you little shits. (laughs) It's a little harsh. I blame the parents. Wow. <laughs> so now, I, I, I love it because I, I wish that I could have gone trick-or-treating as a kid. I did go trick-or-treating as a kid one day and there was no one else doing it. So of course I there felt, wasn't because I felt really stupid. So I was knocking on people's doors being like, bitch, give me some fucking lollies and shit. And they're all like, what? Oh, oh, it's Halloween. Do we have any chocolate? No. Uh, so we don't have anything. Okay. Bye. And I had like a cool cape and it was awesome. <laughs> You Point is, <laughs> we should we should have had yeah we we should do. I think Halloween there's nothing wrong. Dumb. I think there's nothing wrong with big collective celebrations of things as long as that's got any that's got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah, but Halloween. Yeah, and Halloween doesn't. So no, I'm all about it. Bloody demon stealing children being stolen by demons. Yeah, and pumpkins and pumpkins. I do like pumpkins. Uh, the point is Halloween's dumb. Anyway, that was our Halloween special. That's what that was. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, give me a break. Oh, man. Ah, oh, God. I'm all for, like, social celebrations, but make it of something... Halloween is inherently dumb. Why? It. I just explained why. The whole point of Halloween, in my book anyway, is that eat food while you've got it. <laughs> That's it. it. It's a harvest festival. Yes, that's why going around asking for sugary, unhealthy food from strangers isn't a good thing. It's not good. We should re-adapt all current holidays to relevant things within our current society. Now, yes. You know why? People why? are too lazy. Absolutely, they're too lazy. If you're too lazy to change it, just be lazy enough to not do the original one as well. <laughs> well, we basically are. We do. <laughs> But I mean, well, Halloween point, was never a thing here. But Halloween is so. Yeah, it was though. If no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You just said you walked around. He's no one else was I, I doing it. I lived in a town where the population was one thousand and eight hundred of them lived in the old folks' home. No <laughs> one here has ever done trick or treating. It's becoming bigger now. It should. I think it should be bigger. No, it shouldn't. You get it gets out of control, like in the US. No, but see, everything gets out of control in the US. Yes, and you know we're just a smaller version of the US. No, we're And if not. we're not careful, we'll end up just like them. Australia's more different than you think, Sam. It's bloody not, though, I mate. Fucking... The only different thing is the English flag on our flag. <laughs> and as soon as we get rid of that, which one day we bloody will, <laughs> we're done. We're America. There is literally no point to having the British flag on our flag. But anyway... Well, we're part of the Commonwealth. That's why it's on there. Yes, but what does that mean? We can have a Commonwealth bank here? Awesome. <laughs> No, that's no, it. No, that's not how it works. The that's pretty much it, though. We get, well, no, we're sorry. We can compete in the Commonwealth Games. Anyway, yeah. Halloween, though. Which... The Commonwealth is an automatic an automatic alliance with other Commonwealth countries. It also means our politics are a... Uh, forget what our politics system's called. Democracy. But it means a, yeah, yeah, obviously it's a democracy, but it has another name. Uh, monarchy? <laughs> Well, it's not a monarchy, but we have a head of state that, you know, we have a, a governor yeah, yeah, general yeah. that goes to the head of state, and we're connected to our um, other countries. It's good to be part of the Commonwealth. 
We why? don't want to be like America. What? Why is it good to be part of the Commonwealth? Because well, we get to compete in the Commonwealth Games, <laughs> and we get the Commonwealth back. Awesome, cool. So, so that is the true. <laughs> this was your fault. Oh man, that whole segment was your fault. Um, that <laughs> I was, blame you entirely. Was, you were so passionate about this. I hate Halloween. I, ha- I hate. I can name every single holiday and a reason why it sucks, and we should get rid of it and just have a couple of days of the year we're all paid more. And take the day off. See, I'm cool with having more holidays in general. Yeah, but that, but make them about things that are relevant now. What's relevant now, though, Sam? Facebook day, Twitter Li- day, literally nothing. Nothing is important now. Anzac Day. That's the uh, remembering people who died. Cool. Every other holiday Australia currently has bollocks. It's all bollocks. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> We shouldn't be celebrating anything good. We should just be commiserating all the loss. No, That's no, a no, terrible no. Terrible way. But, to but what are we celebrating? Australia Day. Oh, great! Let's celebrate the day. You know, English people came and slaughtered a bunch of native people. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> the day that we went, huh? Well, they're not real people, are they? <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate that. Also, Christmas, Easter. Let's celebrate days Jesus was born and died. Except he didn't, though, did he? Yeah. See, I- I'm cool with that. What's, the, I, I what's think, another holiday? Name one. No, and I'll tell you're you right. You're absolutely right. But you know what we should do instead of uh, cut Easter? it there. Instead right. of Easter, we have Chocolate Day. Chocolate Day. Chocolate Day. And yes, that's what it should. Order. That's basically what it is. That's just, basically what it is. Just call it Chocolate just Day. Just call it Chocolate Day. I'm going to start calling it Chocolate Day. Just call Christmas bloody expensive day. I, I, I'm I'm going to celebrate Christmas. I'm not going to celebrate Christmas itself. Personally, present day between the twenty fifth and the thirty first of December. Labor Day. I don't even need to tell you why that's know, dumb. I don't even know what that is, <laughs> let alone why it's dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, between between the twenty fifth and the thirty first of December, it is going to just be celebratory family. Like, it's going to be all the good shit about Christmas, but I'm not going to call it Christmas. And it's going to be this is this is New Year's or whatever. Yeah, this is New Year's week, and that, that's how I'm going to do things personally. But yeah, just have chocolate day, have pumpkin day. Yeah, literally just have stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I'll absolutely do that. That's a much better idea. Hmm. Celebrate the new year and, you know, that's, hmm. that's great. I don't give a shit when Jesus wasn't born. Hmm. Yep. So, um, Halloween, <laughs> War of the Worlds was very loosely related to it. That was what I was going to say. But it's better... 15 minutes ago. It's better to talk about that, though, than some crappy horror movie that we didn't like. Correct. Or Jack Skellington, or... So instead, some... we're going to save that for next week when talking about zombies. <laughs> Are we going to go see Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? Depends how much undead boobies there are. <laughs> I'm thinking when? if there's only two undead boobies, I'm not really keen on it. Are you talking, like, an actual boob, or are we talking pears here? <laughs> I'm talking like singular boob. Okay. So I'm pretty sure there's only two. <laughs> this is going in a terrible direction. It's got a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I honestly don't think we should watch That's it. That's a jump from what I looked at the other day when it was sitting on 20. Wow. <laughs> uh, so maybe it gets better with age. <laughs> we just got to leave the top off for a little while. Let it, let it air out. Um... So, we're going to be talking about zombies anyway. We're going to try and catch up on Fear the Walking Dead. We both caught up on The Walking Dead. <laughs> we'll go more into that. We'll go more into that next week. <laughs> That's Kel crying. Why did you do this? 
why are you so shit for so long and then get so good <laughs> and so bad? Ah! <laughs> Fuck The Walking Dead. That's what the next show should be called. Fear my dick. <laughs> Fuck. Um, if you have any zombie stuff we want it, you want us to talk about, oh. send us a message on Facebook or just post on Facebook or send we, us a tweet on Twitter. We will be talking about World War Z. We will. Not I, necessarily Brad Pitt zombie killer. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to try and watch the movie. I'm not going to be able to read the book in that time. Yeah, it's fine. But we should totally, like, ah, yeah. Max Brooks should write a War of the Worlds story. I'd be, I'd be down with that. Like, with, with, from a heap of different people's perspectives all around the world, all dealing with, with the alien threat. It would be great. Subscribe to us on iTunes <laughs> and YouTube. And fuck The Walking Dead. Let's go home. All right. See you, nerds. <laughs>